Today on episode number 482 of the School of Podcasting's Morning Announcements, we have a last five and five. I'm going to talk about some low-hanging fruit that will lead to improved audience interaction and increased downloads. And we're going to get an International Podcast Day recap from Steve Lee. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005, I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the podcast, we talk about all things podcasting, and I help you massage your message, I help you tackle the technology, I help you face your fears, and I help you basically get on the road to pain-free podcasting. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER, that is L-A-S-T-E-N-E-R, when you sign up at the School of Podcasting. Dot com. Well, I'm going to start off a little bit with some podcasting news. A new report from Comscore, and I'll have this out in the show notes if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 482, says that basically, again, which we've kind of already known, 29% of adults with smartphones listen to podcasts at least once a month. And this is the part I'm confused about. The report says in the range of 18 to 34-year-olds, that goes down to 41%. So I guess if you go 18 to whatever, 90, that might be a little less. And if you compare 18 to 34, I guess from 35 up, those people listen, 26% of those listen once a week, where basically 35 and up listen to uh, once a week, 18%. But still, just more proof that podcast listenership is going up. So that's good news. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about today is there are two things that I get a lot of consulting about besides how to start your podcast and what tools to use and things like that. The one thing I get is how do I increase interaction? I'm not getting any feedback. I'm not getting anything from my audience. I'm not getting any comments. And for the most part, when you first start out, you're not because you don't have an audience. So that's, that's step one. Get a little patience. But there are more things you can do. Have someone who's never been to your website, maybe an aunt, uncle, schoolmate, cousin, somebody, coworker, say, can you do me a favor? Can you go to this website and contact me? Because I'm amazed at people who do not have a page with the word contact. Some people want to get cute and be things like, buy me a cup of coffee. Or, or interact. No, the, the word people are looking for is contact. <laughs> make it a button, make it a menu item, preferably on the menu. But the word contact is what people are looking for. And it's interesting because I'll have people that'll ask me a question or whatever, and I'll go to, to email them back or something, and I'll go to their web. There's no way to contact them. So on one hand, you're going... I'm not getting any feedback from my audience. You have, you may have made it so incredibly hard to find how to contact you that they don't do it. This week, I had somebody give me a review in uh, in iTunes. It was very nice of them. I, I deeply appreciate that. You can go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash iTunes. That'll take you right over to where you can go into iTunes and then rate and review the show. Always deeply appreciated. And... 
I went to say thank you. So I, I Googled the person's name because they put their name in the in the review. And so I put their name and then the word podcast because most of the people that listen to this show have a podcast. And I found him and sure enough, it made more and I could not contact the person. So I eventually had to Google their name again, saw they were on Twitter and had to leave a thank you in Twitter. Now, the average person is not going to do that. They're not going to jump through all those hoops. So have somebody who's not you, that's never been to your website, go to your website and say, how hard is it to contact me? Now, the other one I would say when it comes to contact is let them choose the the method of interaction. And so with me, if you go to my contact page at schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact, you can email me, you can call me using podcastvoicemail.com. You can, if you have a microphone plugged in, you can use the speak pipe button. It's your choice, but basically I've eliminated any reasons that you might have or any, yeah, anything, any hurdles to contact me. I've tried to get out of the way. Like, well, I would have contacted you, but I know your phone number. Well, here it is, 888-563-3228. Well, you know, I was going to, but I didn't have a phone. Okay, here's the speak pipe. Here's the email. Leave a comment. So let the audience do that. Now that means... And this is one of the things that I'm horrible at. My Twitter is at learn to podcast, L-E-A-R-N-T-O podcast. And I send a lot of things out on Twitter, but I don't actually look at my mentions as much as I should. So whatever contact options you provide, be sure to check those. Because if somebody leaves you a voicemail, you only check it once a month, that's not going to work. So let the people choose how they want to interact with you. And the last one way is to to increase interaction is to ask. And Michael Hyatt, I'm a huge Michael Hyatt fan. You can find him at michaelhyatt.com. Buy his book, Platform. Now, I'm telling you, it's a great book. And almost every one of his posts that I read, at the bottom, he asks for feedback. If he's talking about a subject like being stressed out, it might be, what stresses you out? But he asks for feedback. And he used to have a comment system. He turned his off because he had way too many comments. It became a problem. And now he sends people to his Facebook page. Okay. But he asks and he gets. He who does not ask does not get. So if you want to know what people think, if you want to you know, get into their head, you've got to ask. And sometimes we just say stuff, but in the end we don't ask. So those are, again, all these, if you go, well, that's easy. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you're doing these things, go ahead, pat yourself on the back. I'm finding more and more people that don't. Like there's no contact page. There's just all sorts of things that I'm like, wow, okay, I guess we need to talk about that. Now, the other one I get is how do I grow my podcast audience? Everybody wants, I want to know how to do this for the record. And I've talking about it in numerous episodes, but, and I've talked about how you need to make contact. Well, first of all, you have to figure out who your audience is, make contact that impacts them, go to where they are, make friends and tell them about your podcast. That's in a nutshell, that is podcast promotion. But here's some other things because people are looking at the stats and this is another one that I'm just kind of floored with. There's no play button. 
I was working with someone this week, and this is where it gets kind of tricky. If you're putting a podcast on your business site, right, your business probably wants people to buy something. But if there's nothing on your website anywhere that leads people to think you have a podcast, they're not going to find it. So this person had sent me a link to basically a blog post, but there was nothing on their website that allowed you to get to the post. And so if you didn't know it was there, and I guess their thought is, well, people will find me in iTunes. People will find you in Google. That's true. But again, the average person that maybe goes to your website, don't make them look, you know, have a big play button somewhere. One of the things I love about appendipity themes is they have a giant play button and you can turn that off if you want. If you want to see an example of this, go to logicalloss.com or weeklywebtools.com. But people are not going to get hooked on your content if they can't find it. And so it's kind of a chicken or the egg kind of situation. Your podcast will help build loyalty. It'll help you position yourself as an expert. It'll create uh, that no like, and trust factor. But if they can't find your podcast, that's not going to build up. And then you're trying to sell people to strangers. So I'm amazed at how many people make it really hard to find the podcast. And it's really not that hard. I'm going to say something kind of geeky here. And if this doesn't make any sense and you're, you don't have a podcast yet, forgive me. But in WordPress, you can make a category. Let's call it, I don't know, podcast. And then every time you make a blog post, that of course is a podcast, right? Anytime you do a show notes, put the category of podcasts. And what this allows you to do is you can add a menu item that shows only those posts that have been tagged as podcast. So if you have a blog and a podcast, and it's an easy way to add just those posts to your menu. It's super easy. So make it easy to find your podcast. Then the other one is, we've said really the number one way that people discover podcasts is, well, there's two really. Three, if we want to count iTunes. But one, people tell them about it because birds of a feather flock together. And when you deliver value, people will tell other people about it. I'm still having people talk to me about Glenn the Geek. This is the guy that does Horse Radio Network. I interviewed him on the show, and I'm still getting feedback. That is months ago at this point. And they're like, man, that was a great episode. And they're telling their friends And I hope uh, Glenn is becoming the star that he deserves. I'll actually be doing a a podcast event in February in Florida. And one of the reasons I really want to do this is I get to work with Glenn the Geek from horseradionetwork.com. So when you create content that impacts your audience, they're going to want to tell their friends. Why? Because their friends are just like them. That's why they hang out with them. That makes sense. So, Birds of a feather flock together. You just got one bird in a giant frenzy, and they can't wait to tell their friends. Make sure you have buttons that make it easy for them to share it right now. Like right now. Like, oh, my God, I can't wait to tell them. And so there are all sorts of plugins that you can add to your website to make it super easy to share your stuff. One of the things I like about Appendipity Themes, they have this pretty much, at least the theme I'm using, built in. Now, if you're don't using Appendipity themes, uh, you can use, there's a great plugin called Social Warfare. 
it's really incredibly smart is what gets me. I mean, it's feature rich. Yes, that's cool. But man, is this thing smart? Because you can go in, if you really want to get nitpicky and you don't have to do this, but you can specify that, hey, if somebody wants to share this on Facebook, you know, use this image. If somebody wants to share it on Twitter, use this image. And if you just have a single website, it's $24 a year. And it's just, I could go on and on and on about this. It actually, you can see how many times people have shared your uh, information and you can see where it's been shared on Google Plus and Twitter, on Pinterest, on Facebook, and on LinkedIn. And well, the cool thing about this is you can see those numbers. So if you ever wonder where your audience is, uh, that's an easy way to find out. We're talking two bucks a month. If you go out to uh, schoolofpodcasting.com slash social warfare, I've got a link. It's an affiliate link for this. So it's not a free plug-in, but I do plan on adding this to the School of Podcasting. And another great one is Monarch. And this is from Elegant Themes. And I really like, if I'm not using Appendipity themes, I'm using Elegant Themes. I really like them. I really like their Divi theme. And they have a bunch of themes and they have a bunch of plugins. I think it's $89 for the year. And you get boatloads of themes and plugins that are all really, really cool. And so that would be my second runner up for that. Now, if you're looking for something free, I've used Shareaholic. Just be careful because when you install this plugin, it will put like links to other people's stuff on your pages if you're not careful on how you have the settings. So it's free, uh, but it's uh, it's in the WordPress directory. So, you know, how can I grow your audience? We've done the the basic stuff. So again, right? Know your audience, make contact that impacts them, go to where they are, make friends with them and tell them about your podcast. But also make sure you have a play button on your website. And then lastly, make sure it's super easy to share this thing because when they're going to find it, they're going to go, oh my God, and they're going to want to tell their friends. And that is what I call low-hanging fruit. This is stuff that you can implement today in about 10 to 15 minutes. And again, keep in mind that if you go, hey, Dave, I did. I, I did everything you did in that episode, and I still have X amount of downloads. Well, this is not going to bring you that 10,000 download golden switch. But it is going to give people the opportunity to do exactly what you said you wanted, which was I want interaction and I want more downloads. Well, we know that a big source of podcast growth is friends telling their friends. And so share buttons will help with that. Make sure your website has some. And then also, if, they, if you want interaction, you've got to make it easy to interact with you via phone, voicemail, email, speak pipe, whatever it is. Make sure those are on your site. So pick that low-hanging fruit and then you can start thinking about the high-hanging fruit. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. Since we are talking low-hanging fruit today, if you're looking for an honest opinion on your podcast, as well as a technical kind of once-over magnifying glass, as well as your content, Check out podcastreviewshow.com. No lines at the moment. If you want to have your podcast, we actually bring you on the show. Uh, if you want to go that route, if you don't want to be on the show, you just want to send us an episode to review, 
That's fine, too. We have different versions of that. And um, here is Craig from Inglaeus Podcast when he was on the show. And if you ever wonder about this, listen to what Craig had to say. Craig, you didn't cry? Was it was this painful? No, it was a lot of fun. It really was a lot of fun. And thanks thanks to both of you for, uh, for spending the time. It was fantastic. Got it. Very, you. very useful. I've got loads of notes written down here, and I hope I'll be putting them into practice over the summer. That's the point. That's the whole reason we do it. So he walked away with a lot of notes, and uh, we're just here to help you find what you're doing good and enhance that. And maybe those things that maybe aren't quite working. And in some cases, we think they're not working because we're missing a piece of the puzzle. That's one of the cool things about coming on live. For more information on that, go to podcastreviewshow.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last Wednesday was International Podcast Day, September 30th. And I was really excited. I told you before that I was going to be on the news. I was told they were coming Monday to interview me. And then um, then they weren't. And I was bummed. And then uh, Tuesday, they said, hey, we're, we're, we're still thinking about this. And I'm like, great. Uh, anytime, any place, let's do it. And then one of the local suburbs of Cleveland, the mayor had the FBI basically invade his house. I don't know what this guy's up to, but it's no good. And oddly enough, I don't know, to me, this is blasphemy. But apparently International Podcasting Day, not quite as exciting as the FBI busting in on a local mayor. So I was not interviewed on the local news. I was very bummed about that. It really did kind of break my heart. I want to thank Matt for uh, setting that up, but and it's not his fault. It's the mayor's fault for doing whatever he was, but there's always next year. And keep that in mind when things don't go your way, right? I could email them and said, Hey, I, I took four hours to clean my office. Wah, wah, wah. But I now have the name and the phone number and the email of somebody who helps create the news. And in general, people that make the news, if I have a chance to help this person who's really nice and polite, or this person who's kind of a big whiner. Yeah, I'm going with a person who's really nice. And so you keep that door open. You don't go burning bridges. And uh, who knows? International Podcasting Day, you know, only uh, a little over 300 days away till that bad boy runs around. And maybe next year I'll have a better relationship with these people. We'll be able to plan ahead. And who knows? Maybe next year I'll be on the news. Well, joining me via Skype, have you gotten any sleep yet? Dave, I am still trying to recover. It was pretty <laughs> brutal. I mean, uh, you know, when you count the hours before the event even started, it was like four hours sleep over two and a half days or whatever. Wow. Yeah, that is the the golden tones of uh, Steve Lee from International Podcast Day and, of course, Modern Life Network as well. So, Steve, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Man, I really appreciate it because uh, I tell you what, even the event's over, the buzz is still going. Yeah, it's uh, it was fun. I uh, in my classroom that day, I was you know I wished everybody International Podcast Day, Happy International, and they were like, cool. And I just asked them, I'm like, how many of you listen to podcasts? And it's it's cool when you see a majority of the hands go up, but it's even more exciting when you see like four or five. They're like, okay, I'll admit it. What what's a podcast? I'm like, cool. You're the person I want to talk to. So uh, so tell us a little bit behind the scenes. How you know? Did you see? I know the first year we saw some things trending and things like that. So. What did you see from your chair? It was actually pretty remarkable. Uh, this year, out of my studio here, we set up kind of like a control center. So we were monitoring uh, the stream, um, offline conversations 
with sessions that might be having issues. We were monitoring, uh, you know, Facebook and Twitter and news media. So we had a grasp of what was going on. But let me tell you, Dave, uh, there's only one word I have to really say about this year, and that was phenomenal. You know, last year we kicked off National Podcast Day, which was quite successful. But this year we decided to really expand it, and boy, did we ever. With 11 countries in four different languages, I thought it was a, an amazing event. Wow, that's uh, – yeah, because we had the – well, how many hours was that live stream? The actual stream was a total of 31 hours. Holy cow. Yeah, that was impressive. I was uh, I kept popping in and out anytime I took a break during the day. I'd be like, oh, let's see who's on now. So that was a, a lot yeah. of fun. And um, this year we, we worked with Blab.im, and you actually, I don't know if it was you or somebody got them to actually implement a new feature so that we could kind of pass it from one host to the other. Was that your idea? Was that theirs? or? Uh, it was my idea. What happened was, you know, we had been talking amongst the group on the best, best way to stream the event. And there was pluses and minuses to doing, uh, whether it was Hangouts or, you know, via Skype or whatever the case. And, you know, when the buzz started coming around about Blab, uh, we took a look at it. But there was some inherent problems with how we were going to do 31 hours of streaming and not being able to pass the baton. Right. So when we decided uh, we were going to hook up with Blab to perform this event, uh, I had a lot of uh, items that I needed to discuss. So uh, we had a few meetings with them, and one of the features that we really needed was a way to pass off from host to host as we went around the world. So about two weeks prior to the event, we decided we would attempt to build a co-hosting feature. And that was quite a bit of pressure on uh, Blab, to be honest with you, to get all that developed in two weeks. And it actually didn't even get announced until the day prior to the event starting. So from my end, I was sweating bullets. But it's a cool feature that's now rolled out to everybody. Yeah, I actually used it uh, today on Ask the Podcast Coach because it's great. That way, you know, Blab is still brand new. And that way, if anything, you know, wonky happens, um, you don't lose your your show don't kind of lose your room, I guess is a way of, of saying that. And uh, so I did that this morning with uh, myself and Jim that way in the event I got kicked out or something weird happened, you know, you don't lose it. And that's where you guys had great hindsight. Cause I know when I was doing my hour, I looked up and it was like everybody got kicked out and it, it turned out I had been kicked out. And so Dave jumped right in to uh, make sure we didn't lose the room, even though we weren't going to, but, uh, and I think he had, like a, just a, a placeholder just for that reason. So I was just impressed the fact that you guys had thought ahead and uh, that way we didn't have any really major problems with the, the whole process. Yeah, it really worked out well and we kind of had uh, administrative control of what was going on. And that's why when there was a single session with a single person, uh, perhaps you might have seen the International Podcast Day yeah. logo there that's because we were also logged in in case that happened uh we did have one instance uh where there was a single person that dropped off we didn't have somebody else in there and we lost the stream so we did have to restart it but it worked out well we uh, with blab's help we got it restarted and just continued on the day nice see there you go um so you know, it sounds like it was phenomenal. Like I said, every time I tuned, it was great. I mean, the idea of International Podcast Day is to get, you know, the people that are, are new to podcasting that are still in that kind of like, what's a podcast 
uh, boat out of that boat and into the holy cow, I didn't know this was available kind of boat. Did you get any feedback from like brand new listeners or, or people that were discovering podcasts through International Podcast Day? We actually did because, uh, you know, the event uh, actually ended up trending on Twitter, number one, for numerous, numerous hours. Uh, some people also don't know, Dave, that it also trended number one on Facebook, and many news organizations were, were picking it up uh, to include uh, Adobe. Um, I don't know if you know about this, Dave, but um, iTunes podcast was tweeting Happy Podcast Day, and they were saying, well, if you like humor, here's podcasts on our network to go listen to. So even Apple got involved. But one of the cool things about using Blab is people that were just popping on found it because it was right there on the main page and they would start listening. So we end up getting a lot of people uh, looking that way. But I think part of the real important aspect and important part of this entire thing is it wasn't actually International Podcast Day that really generated the momentum or the enthusiasm. It's all the individual podcasters, podcast listeners, and primarily all the various communities out there that in some way or fashion were promoting it on their own. So those back-end promotions are what really drove the entire project um, to its height. Well, that's the the beauty. I, I know, uh, you know you guys worked a lot on the website. Daniel J. Lewis was, I think, tweaking that a bit. And so it's nice to have that central location to point people at that answers, you know, here's things for podcasters, here's things for listeners, here's the history of it, you, you have a quiz, all sorts of other fun stuff like that. And that's cool because that way we can kind of nudge these other communities and it gives them something to, and that's the whole goal, it's a, is to start that conversation. So any other um, things that I might not know that happen behind the scenes? Well, let me tell you what I think the number one uh, tweet was by somebody, and that is, Hey, does anybody know if banks are open on International Podcast Day? <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. <laughs> uh, I think one of the interesting aspects for me, uh, since I was certainly available during the entire thing, was based on going around the world, Dave. You know, we, we started off with a kickoff here in the U.S. and then went straight to Australia and then continued around the world. And one of the interesting things for me is when it got to uh, various countries and in geolocations is that those communities within those countries came to the blab and got involved with what was ever going on and the other interesting thing i think was was really cool since it was in four different languages you know we had polish and german german and spanish and various other ones you watch those streams and you find how important podcasting is also in those other countries. I think a lot of times we kind of get wrapped up in our, our English-U.S. kind of thing. But these communities are powerful there, too. So when, the, let's say, a German or a Polish uh, broadcast was going on, you would see those communities come into the blab and start interacting with on, within their own native language. And it really told me and proved that we were – truly international that's very yeah, that would be fun to sit there and watch the chat change from polish to german to english to you know whatever <laughs> that's gonna be interesting i watched them all i didn't know what they were talking about but it was fun to watch and i think the other interesting point in feedback is that people don't understand that there are 
uh, different issues in different locales. Uh, for example, we here typically don't consider bandwidth an issue, but there were discussions from other countries on the stream where they have a real issue with broadband. So we, we find in different areas that technologically or whatever the case may be, there are differences in how podcasting is addressed and how they overcome certain issues. Yeah, that is one of the things. I mean, I know um, Elsie from Libsyn moved to the mountains of North Carolina, and she's having issues with bandwidth. So, and I, I've always known that. Uh, I think Australia is another one that you get, you know, x amount of bandwidth, and then you're kind of like cut off more or less, or just parts of Australia you're just out of luck. So we, I think we do take it for for granted. How did you communicate with these people? I mean, obviously you're going to run into a language barrier. Were you just lucky enough to find? Germans that spoke English, or do you speak Russian or something that we don't know? You're a secret spy. I mean, how did you pull that off? Dave, as you know, I can barely speak English correctly. <laughs> but one of, one of the real fortunate things was that when – now, if you looked at that schedule, that was an amazing schedule, and Dave Lee put that together. He went out and found podcasters around the globe and actually coordinated this entire effort. And it was a, a monumental task, to be honest with you, but it was a, a, a really great, great schedule. And one of the really cool things that happened was that these uh, other languages, all of them did also speak English. So we were able to communicate, but then when it came time to putting on the show, it was full force native. Nice. That's just so, to me, it's one of those things that, you kind of hear about it and you know that podcasting is global and, and, but when you actually see it, it, it just kind of smacks you in the face and goes, Oh yeah, this is, this is a global phenomenon. So it's, it's kind of be make a smile when you see it. Well, it's true because I was watching the, I believe it was the Polish broadcast and interesting enough, they'd be blabbing away and all of a sudden they would all start laughing about whatever they were talking about. Yeah. And I would start laughing too, and I didn't understand it, but regardless of what language it was in, you could kind of get the feel in the pulse that something really cool was going on and something was you know, uh, funny and interactive, so you kind of got into it too even though you couldn't understand it. Right. It's, you would just see another group of like-minded people that were all you know, engaged and – it doesn't really matter what language it is. It, it you know, podcasting works in terms of just reaching out and connecting with people. That's uh, awesome. Well, I, I hate to even say it. Anything learned from this year that you'll you go? Oh, next year we're going to do this. Have we even thought that far ahead? Well, actually, I was thinking during the entire thing, and you know, during the opening keynote that I did, uh, Ray had mentioned, you know, how are you going to top this year? And to be honest with you, I'm not sure we have to, but we have some ideas. I'd like to mention a couple things, though. Uh, this year, we also had the very first uh, International Podcast Day Gratitude Award, w which was a an award that we delivered to a podcast that has honestly changed lives because I personally feel that that's a part of podcasting is changing lives. And the winner of that was Katie, uh, Katie Says with uh, Katie Bowman. Uh, congratulations to her. And... I guess the other thing that I think we're going to attempt to consider is trying to maybe get live broadcasts from 
some of these incredible meetups and other things people are doing besides our, quote, official stream and maybe do some cutaways to them and stuff because this event was honestly successful because of those communities. People in the background were launching their very first podcast on on International Podcast Day. They were holding meetups and events. They were creating incredible videos. There's a video that was produced by the the Polish podcasters where they went out on the street, and in Polish were asking people what their favorite podcast was and things like that. And it's a phenomenal video. So it's really that that back-end movement that is truly making all this happen. Yeah, you could be like Ryan Seacrest on uh, <laughs> on New Year's Eve. We're going to cut away to Poland now, and now we're going to cut away to so and so. And of course, the the more robust you get it, the more you know, the more technology you got to pull in, and the more uh, the more sleep you lose. So you might want. Oh, we may have to reconsider that. Then. Yeah, I was going to say you might want to hold <laughs> off on that. The other thing I want to say that we should say, obviously is um, we should definitely thank our platinum sponsor was Podcasters Paradise. Our gold sponsor was uh, Appendipity and Spreaker. Our silver sponsors were Simple Podcast Press, uh, Ringer, and Scatter Radio. Scatter Radio, what is Scatter Radio? That's a new one that, that I'm, I'm glad they sponsored it because I was like, what the heck is a Scatter Radio? Do you know, Steve? Yeah, because I just put my shows on there. Oh. And uh, just like some of the other services, you can go and uh, – upload your shows shows or you can actually use their platform to record and it's and it's free hmm, i'll have to check that out that was a new one for me so yeah thanks to all those guys for also helping out with international podcast day because uh holy cow what an endeavor so steve i just want to say thanks to, to you and and your son dave uh you guys really pulled it off and uh you know it's it's cool i always say it's cool when the good guys win and uh you know, you guys put in so much hard work, and it, it sounds like it was just phenomenal. I wish I could have stayed up. That would have been awesome. I know uh, it was – that was the other fun thing is I anytime I, I got to the room, I could see where people just were not leaving. They were just sitting there for the, the whole day. So that was uh, amazing, and I'll, I'll look forward to see what we can uh, come up for, for next year. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll sell some more shirts and start some more. It'll be interesting to see who knows next year, like blab may be under a new name, you know, technology always changes. So that's kind of the fun thing. So thank you so much for, for just taking your time and your effort and your, uh, your dedication to this. And uh, you know, it, it came up as a, an idea you had in the car when you heard about grandparents day, I think it was, is the story and uh, look what you've done already, man. So thank you so much for, for two great years. Well, it's my pleasure, Dave. And, you know, it's because we love podcasting. We love the community. And I I guess in a way, it's my way of just giving back and saying thanks. So let's spread the wealth and have a great day. There you go. And I I, uh, can I give you the pop quiz while you're here? Oh, boy, I wasn't ready for this. No, I wasn't. I was like, all right, you ready? Uh, Can you remember the last five podcasts you listened to? The five podcasts. Um, actually the one I would like to listen to, but there hasn't been a, an episode lately All right. is, um, one of yours. Oh, <laughs> all right. Which, I think you know, which one it is, uh, building a better day. Oh, weekly web tools, weekly web. Tools. Yeah. It's, it's coming out today. Actually, the last five I listened to was the, uh, the, the speaker one on international podcast day. They recorded their event and redistributed it. That was good. Okay. Um, the Mike tech show. Um, Mike Tech, is that the yeah, guy's name? 
Yeah, it's called the Mike Tech Show, and um, you know, for a lot of IT professionals, uh, it's a really great podcast that cool. talks about in the trenches. Nice. And um, of, of course, um, uh, Brian with uh, ProfitCast. Got it. That's a, always a good one. And what was the last one? Oh, I think it was an Ask Pat episode. Good old Ask Pat. Awesome. There you go, my friend. Off the hot seat. Whew. All right. Thanks again, Steve. No problem, Dave. Now, you might notice that this episode is maybe a little shorter than usual. And probably through the rest of the year, depending on what goes on, they're going to be varied in length, to say the least. And the reason for this is, and it's kind of, um, it's, I, I, I come to you with a heavy heart to say this, but in November, uh, my wife is moving out of my house. Yep. Um, we've done this before. You basically, we're not big fans of divorce. This is our second marriage for both of us, but we, uh, there are times that we just do not get along. And without, I don't want to, you know, obviously she has issues with me and I have issues with her. Nobody's cheated on anybody. Nobody's hitting anybody. We just don't get along. And it's been this way for quite some time. And um, we've gone to counseling numerous times, spent thousands of dollars. And it was kind of down to uh, something's got to go here. And so she let me know that, uh, she has secured a an apartment. And originally we were just going to throw in the towel. And um, I have certain beliefs that that's not really, that, that that is not something I will ever choose unless I really have to, if I'm not safe or something like that. And um, the other fun thing that is going on in my life is my wife just found out she has cancer. Now, it's not, it's skin cancer. And hopefully we've caught it early. We will find out on, I believe it's the 19th, where she's going to have some more skin removed. She had uh, something biopsied and they went, uh, yeah. And the, the bad news is it's a rare form, usually found in children, not in adults. And so we're in a very big, giant world of the unknown here. And so things are very weird in the Jackson home and there are all sorts of priorities getting shifted. Um, I will probably be moving my office to my apartment. So that's fun because I just cleaned it up. Uh, but so as I move forward, if you're a praying person, pray, um, if you want to just send positive vibes my way, uh, that's cool too. But, um, if you start to go, Hey, what's up with the show? It's a little weird. Things are, yeah, the priorities are kind of changing a little bit. And, uh, but I'm still here. I'm still, you know, doing the podcasting thing, still doing consulting. That doesn't change. Nothing really changes. You just have two very frustrated, tired people behind the scenes going, ick. And so, um, I'll keep you posted on that. I really wasn't going to say anything, um, but I just know in the future things are going to be a little different with the show. 
and probably in length because I'm going to have, again, different things popping up with the holidays and all sorts of other things. So I thought I would share that with you. Not looking for a pity party. I'm okay. This is not uh, this is not a surprise. And uh, like I said, we've done this once in the past about eight years ago. You reboot. You, you basically go to your separate corners. You kind of let all those negative feelings. Uh, and basically, if you're in a marriage, you... Uh, Right there are times when you remember the thing. Remember the time you did this three years ago? Yeah, we're we're in that world big time. Even though we both know, again, we've been through numerous, numerous marriage counseling. We know what to do. We just don't do it. And so, um, I guess I'll give you a lesson in 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 marriage here. Can we can we take a tangent? And I have a, I think this is because you know me. I love analogies. The husband goes to the wife. And says, man, I saw this old movie. It was really cool. I, I didn't get to watch all of it. Um, it's called The Wizard of Oz. It's this black and white movie starting Judy Garland. I saw it, and she sang Over the Rainbow. It was beautiful. And his wife goes, oh, I saw that movie. The, you mean the one with the weird one with the flying monkeys and the everything's green? And he's like, no, it was in black and white. And the wife says, no, it's in color. I'm like, what are you talking about? I just saw it. I, I saw, I didn't, I didn't, I missed the beginning, but it's in, it's definitely in color. And there's, you know, the yellow brick road. Come on. How can you have the yellow brick road in, in black and white? You're an, you're an idiot. And the husband's like, you are an idiot. It's in black and white. I just saw it. I don't know what, maybe there's something wrong with your TV. I don't know. Now, if the the husband doesn't take time to put down his pride and look at the wife's side and see, oh, wow, you watched a completely different part of this movie. There's a piece of the puzzle that I'm missing. And the wife doesn't take time to go, oh, wow, you weren't lying. You're not a a deceitful egomaniac. It actually is in black and white. If you don't take time to see each other's side and put down your pride because you just might be wrong, it ain't going to (laughs) work. You got to be able to put down your pride and see the other person's side, even if you think it's wrong. You don't have to agree with them. You just have to see them. So... And because a lot of times there's that, third, as the old saying goes, there's your side, my side, and the truth. And to find the truth, you got to be able to see both sides. So there you go. little marriage tip for uh, anyone here. And um, next week, I know this week I promised Jason Bryant, but I wanted to do the international podcast thing with Steve Lee. And uh, since it was kind of fresh in our minds and give you the behind the scenes stuff, isn't that cool? All the uh, the international flavor and it's going to be interesting to see that grow and grow and grow. Because this year, I almost got some local coverage in Cleveland. Next year, I know to start planning this ahead of time, right? And we can all start planning ahead, and that's going to be bigger and bigger and bigger every year. The technology, the tools we're going to have to promote it, that's going to be awesome. So if you'd like to start a podcast, I would love to help you. It's awesome. If you go to schoolofpodcasting.com, click on the sign up button, use the coupon code LISTENER, it's L I S T E N E R, and that'll save you on your first month and every month after that. Now, if you don't have a website yet, you're brand new to this whole website thing, send me an email with the subject line Quick Start. And what this does is I send you a link, you order hosting through an affiliate link of mine. That means I earn a commission on that. Well, that's cool for me. What's in it for you? Well, 
I will give you a free month at the School of Podcasting. I will basically then also install WordPress on your website and a couple plugins to get you going. And um, you win, I win, everybody wins, and you end up with a podcast. And then after your first month is over, if you want to keep going to the School of Podcasting, I got a special link for, for that as well. Again, two ways. Listener, if you already have a podcast, is the coupon. And if you don't have a uh, podcast yet, uh, send me an email with the phrase quick start, especially if you don't have a website. If you already have a website and web hosting, then just use the coupon code. So that is going to do it for this edition of the School of Podcasting's morning announcements. Go out there and get your low-hanging fruit. Start growing your audience. And uh, next week, we will have Jason Bryan, who is making a living taking his expertise and doing podcasts for all sorts of, uh, in this case, college wrestling. Yeah. Check it out next week on episode number 483. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again real soon. Take care and God bless. Take that that low hanging fruit, and then you can start eyeing up the high high fanging high fanging. What is high fanging fruit? That's not even fanging. What is fanging?